Craft Beer Radio episode 343 on July 31st, 2015, Blue Moon Night. Welcome everyone to Craft Beer Radio. I figured it's a blue moon tonight, so once in a blue moon, Greg does the intro. And Perfect. Uh, that was kind of how we played that one out. So, uh, no, we're not drinking any Blue Moon tonight. No. Where As we, it turns out. We could have got that nasty variety pack my brother had down at the beach last week where it was like six kinds of all not very good Blue Moon. But we've had good Blue Moon. We've had good Blue Moon, but now they're doing all kinds of crazy. They did like a... I know that I just saw they're doing an IPA. Mm-hmm. So that'd be interesting to see. I tried their Saison. Not very good. They had a crazy raspberry one, and they had... Well... So, anyway. I guess you can't fault them for trying. Can't fault them for trying. I think we got to start with a Goza. Yeah, we got two Gozas, once in a blue moon. Yes. So, yeah, we're going to do two Gozas. Right, this first one, actually the Beerists. John Rubio from the Beerists sent this in. Thank you, Beerists. He sent us a whole stack of uh, bourbon counties, like a vertical flight of bourbon county. So we're going to get to that sometime. But I wanted to get one of his beers on the show. Thank you so much, Beerists. If you guys don't listen to the Beerists podcast, you can listen to them as long as you don't stop listening to us. Uh, I I like their podcast. That's part of the the deal. You strike. (laughs) You can't stop listening to us. Exactly. They they do a review show much like ours. Uh, There's four of them in the room. They're funnier than we are. I'll give them that. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm talking and pouring the whole beer into my glass. (laughs) (laughs) See, when I'm talking about the beerists, they make me want to drink. So funny. He just pours the whole beer into his glass. Yep, this is it. (laughs) It's mine. Sorry. (laughs) 4.4% 4.4% alcohol by volume, 5 IBUs. They say on the website of Real Ale Brewing Company, Goza is a rarely brewed regional specialty beer from northern Germany. Well, it's not so rarely brewed anymore. And I'm glad. Yes. Although some people from the Thrillist or whatever aren't so <laughs> glad, but whatever. Uh, Goza, as we've uh, you know we, we, we've talked about it before, it's a beer brewed with salt. Salt and, and some of the other spices. This looks like it has coriander in it as well. Yeah, it's a German-style beer out mm-hmm. of Leipzig and uh, practically extinct until crazy American craft brewers rediscovered it. That's been kind of the trend over the past 10 years or so. So we're about six or so on the SRM scale. Uh, so it's a, it's a golden straw. It is uh, hazy, slightly. You know, there's a little bit of transparency coming through, but it's mostly just translucent. They're also tart beers, right? They yeah. typically use a kettle souring like a blender vice in this as well. I guess you could do some sort of acidulated thing with it, too. Mm-hmm. They said they add fresh lime juice to their version after fermentation. Yeah, this one definitely has that lime lime peel-type character to it on the aroma. That's the main thing you're really smelling. You get a little bit of wheat malt mm. uh, as well, but that lime is really um, the head of the aroma. Real Ale is out of Blanco, Texas. They say on their can... A Texas twist on a German original, brewed with coriander and lime. So yeah, we've had several real ales on mm-hmm. the show in the past, and I've uh, generally been pretty impressed with their beers. So when I saw this one came, I was like, "Nice, it's real ale and it's Goza." There is an aroma here that, if you don't know what you're getting, you might think it's something off. There's it's it smells a little bit like shoe leather. I'm ha- I'm, is it playing with the lime or because I'm no, I don't think I, I think the lime is actually cutting that. Okay. I think that a traditional goes uh, has more of that coming through. I think the lime is cutting some of that stuff. But I do I I mean traditional gozas are not uh, known for their um, aromatic qualities. It's, it's more of a taste thing. I saw that a House of a Thousand Beers has the original. You know, like the goza was being made um, in stock, so it's being shipped here now. It's more available because it's more popular. Yeah. I'm sure that brewery is going through... I can't think of the name right now where I'd be saying it instead of talking about them vaguely. But uh, I'm sure they're going through a boom time. And uh, so keep, look for that in your area. I'm going to get a bottle and get it on the show. Oh. Pretty tart on the flavor. It's uh, 
you know, you don't really smell much tanginess mm-hmm. or, or sourness, you know, from the nose. So when you take that sip, it there's a big punch of tartness there. And I'm glad it's there, but I wasn't expecting it because yeah. the nose didn't really indicate it was going to be there. The lime is really, it's influencing the, the, the beer a lot. It's not a subtle addition. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying, if you're looking for just like a subtle bit of lime in the Goza, this is not... I don't know if you could. Gozas generally don't have a lot of upfront tartiness, tar- upfront tarty, fruity, citrusy yeah, flavor. So a, more of a tanginess, yeah. right? So if you were going to put any in there, it would probably be detectable. It, it's pretty potent. It actually has, you know, notes of mojito going on in mm. there. You know, the way the lime juice is playing with the, the salt and the tanginess, it kind of reminds me a bit of a mojito or something like that. Yeah, a little, maybe the coriander is adding a bit mm-hmm. of a... I mean, it's not quite mint, but there's essences of it or something. I can see where, where you can come from with that. I do love a good mojito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only the only thing that, that bugs me about mojitos is that they're popular, so they're kind of expensive now. They can be like nine uh-huh. or ten bucks. Yeah. I started making those a couple years ago, you know, just for some reason. And pretty easy to make as long as you can get the fresh mint on mm-hmm. hand. Um, got some... It's a big rum company, but it used to be a family-owned one, Cruzan. Yeah, I, I like that rum a lot. It's white rum they use in mojitos, so... 4.4%, you know, a little above what I would prefer as sessionable, but I think, you know, it falls into the range that most people would call sessionable. 4.4? Four, four? Absolutely. I so like if 4 it's, as... If it's under 7, it's sessionable. Yeah. I like 4 as a as, a, as an awesome cutoff. I mean, this is under 4.5. Yeah, I'd yeah, probably call it sessionable. Yeah, 4 is, four is being pretty idealistic. You know, yeah. you're really asking for a lot yeah. for a 4 cutoff, uh, you know, uh, so four four is definitely when it starts to get around four eight four nine, I'd start getting a little questionable yeah. about it. This is pretty good. It, uh, like I said, the significant lime really kind of owns this beer. I, mm-hmm. I think you get a little bit of like savoriness, like from the salt that's in there, the wheat and the tanginess from the you know the either acidulated malt or the kettle uh, souring uh, is coming across too. But really, the lime owns this beer. I do think though that if you are one of the people like us who is looking for that kind of salt character. It's less apparent here. The lime is, it, it's, it's apparent in the aftertaste more than it is you know, mm-hmm. up front. But I mean, part of me tasting this, I, I do like the beer a lot, but I could really go for real traditional goza too. I could really okay. go for just kind of the, like the Westbrook or something that that gives me mm-hmm. that nice salty bite. Well, you're not going to get traditional with the next. No. One. <laughs> now the next goes. We brought this back from DC with us. This is from Mobcraft Craft Brewery. Yeah, we met uh, met the guys from Mobcraft over at Saver. They were great guys, and uh, they gave us. Some if you don't remember, Mobcraft is the company. They kind of crowdsourced mm-hmm. their beer recipe, like well, the ideas for the beer recipes. Like, what do you want us to make? And people give them crazy ideas, and then they kind of have a voting system on it. And you know, so they the beer that we had that was uh, fashioned on an old fashioned. Yeah, and, oh, so good. <laughs> and apparently, we learned that they sent us two. We we had two bottles of the old fashioned, and. We thought they were just a duplicate, but they were two different kinds. One yeah. was brandy barrel and one was bourbon barrel or something like that. So we got to try that one. So we have the other one in the back of the <laughs> fridge. We need to get that on, too. Okay, so we have here a combination. This is called Hop Goes the Grapefruit. It is, their idea is a combination. Mobcraft does these interesting uh, mixes of styles. This, this is a IPA Goza hybrid, which is crazy, but it's Mobcraft, so... Mm-hmm. I would expect nothing less. They give you a because Bobcraft, like Jeff said, is is a they kind of do that that crowdsourcing. They give the entire recipe, so I can give you the recipe so you can brew your own five gallon batch. And this is essentially what they put in there, is I'm, but scaled up. Um, sea salt, grapefruit puree, grapefruit zest, malt bill has pale malt and red wheat malt, and the hop regimen is centennial, <coughs> centennial at at sixty. Uh, so that that'd be at. Uh, and, you know, right after the boil. Um, centennial at Whirlpool, Cascade at Dry, Centennial at Dry, Soriachi Ace at Dry. Okay. 
can was very full when I uh, cracked the lid. Foam started coming up over the top of it. It didn't. It wasn't a gusher, but the can like had no headspace in there, and beer came out. And then when we poured it, there had this really big, bubbly head. It looked almost like bread dough with the huge bubbles mm. in it, you know. And then it fell down pretty quickly. I'd say we're hitting at about twelve or thirteen here on the SRM. Yeah. We had it's it. it's pretty muddy. And actually, yeah. when I was pouring it, I wasn't even that close to the bottom of the can, and like big, like sludgy yeast started coming out. So I stopped pouring, and that's why I blended our glasses, kind of so we were equally sludgy. Four point five percent alcohol volume, thirty five IBUs. The aroma on it, <laughs> it's hoppy. You definitely get things like sriracha ace. Um, that grapefruit is coming through. I mean, that is comes pure through. grapefruit. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's because of me seeing the Mobcraft logo, but I was smelling like juniper or something gin-like as well on the first sniff. You know that. We had that, um, we had something that was gin, it wasn't the old fashioned, right? But I think one of the other ones we had was gin inspired or something. Maybe not. Um, I have to go back and look. Smelling now kind of more of a piney hop on this. Yeah, that's probably the centennial... The cascade is obviously adding sort of the the grapefruit stuff too. Yeah, big, big, kind of juicy grapefruit yeah. type character. But of course, it has grapefruit puree and zest inside there. So I mean, interesting stuff going on here. Kind of, I was surprised by the first sip. It was smoother than I expected, and the grapefruit kind of came across not as not nearly as acidic as grapefruit normally comes across it almost came across like um like it was in a smoothie or something like with or a um, salt coming through okay it really is i'm getting what i felt was kind of lacking from the real ale i don't know whether it's psychosomatic or something but i'm tasting that you know that, that salty quality. Okay, yeah, I'm getting it too. The thing I'm getting notable: it has this really creamy mouthfeel. It's almost like I mentioned a fruit smoothie earlier. I keep getting that, like a, almost like a mango banana mm. grapefruit thing or something like that. That's probably Soriachi Ace is adding a little bit of extra yeah. fruity stuff in there, and then the grapefruit zest and puree is giving you lots of citrus oils so not so grapefruit puree is that like pulp probably yeah actually pulp and juice is there pulp yeah there is pulp in here i think do you see pulp floating around in there i think so pulp floats yeah i I, yeah i think i see maybe a grapefruit seed in there too (laughs) Maybe that's what was pouring out, not yeast sludge. <laughs> now, now I'm getting so the mouthfeel that I was I was calling a smoothie earlier. Now it's feeling more like pulpy OJ, you know, that kind of that mouthfeel. We oh, got a big lactic hit from that. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I enjoyed the real ale better though. I, you know it. The the Minecraft gave me the salt I wanted, but it's not as not quite as drinkable. It doesn't have quite the same kind of like quaffing. Ability. Yeah, yeah. The real ale goes ahead, yeah. really quaffing it with that mojito type feel to it. It was went down real easy. This is good too, but you know if we're gonna put if we're gonna pit two gozas head to head, in my opinion, the real ale wins this one. But there are no losers when you're drinking goza. Some might disagree. I don't, but some might. All right, so I think we go on to this guy next. He's a Saison. Saison Dette. So it's a summer Saison, so a low, lower alcohol Saison. This is from Trinity Brewing. This is their Electric Cucumber. And let me spell that. E L E K T R I C K 
C-U-K-U-M-B-A-H-H. This is this won the Great American <coughs> Beer Fest Gold Medal in 2013. This also came from the Beerists? Or No, this came from Saver, I think. Ooh. Smuggled across state lines. <laughs> um, I'm rushing Greg. He still has a, yeah. a lot of uh, beer left. I'm going to hit the pause button. All right. All right. So you can hear this big foamy thing. This is um, not only is it a saison, it is a saison that includes a large amount of English cucumbers in the barrel and uh, lemon zest as well. Oh, okay. The cucumbers. I was smelling this. I'm like, that's weird. It's this earthy something I couldn't quite place, but cucumbers fits the bill quite nicely. It's in a really heavy bottle, and there was a lot of pressure. I mean, this yeah. is a really high volume CO2 saison. So I'm going to, we're going to drink it without releasing much gas, kind of see how that hits us. And then, you know, I generally like things with less gas, so I'll probably be swirling it out later on. 6.4% alcohol by volume. The color is, uh, we're only about three or four SRMs at, at most. Very pale straw, but it's just translucent. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's not see-through at all. Now when I smell it, I smell cucumber water. But before you say cucumbers, I couldn't figure out what that smell was. But it's... You need, yeah, you need that signpost, right? It's absolutely yeah. cucumbers. I, cucumbers are a summer fruit. I I love the idea of putting them into a saison. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, very clever. Man, there's tons of cucumbers in the flavor too. It's like it's like eating like a cucumber pudding or something like that. Yeah, so it's like a concentrated cucumber because mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, cucumbers aren't super flavorful. I know fruits. it's almost like they're distilled. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it, it's interesting. It, it and because of that, it this sort of concentration is not. Uh, I'm not used to it, so it's going to mm-hmm. take me a little bit of time to. It's really of, good. I mean, it's a good yeah, flavor. Oh, yeah, but like I could see this flavor going into ice cream. I could see this flavor going into pudding. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know how they get such a concentrated cucumber flavor. I've never had it this way, but I could definitely see it going into desserts. It's sweet and fruity, floral, little flowery. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also that second sip. I'm starting to get some of that, uh, some of the yeast coming in. I'm getting a little bit of those barnyard qualities that that I like in a saison. Okay. Yeah, I guess my second sip, I get, I just get the edge of that, but it's still that super saturated cucumber flavor, and I'm excited because that's good flavor. Mm-hmm. It's new too. I want to try. I want to try no more yeah. things. Like I said, I want to. I want an ice cream that tastes like this. <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. Very zingy. Like it just prickly on your tongue, wipes the beer right off your palate. It's so gassy right now. So where is Trinity located? Trinity is in Colorado Springs, Colorado. What did this win a gold medal for? Uh, one, it, they say 2013 JBF, but right. I'm guessing Saison? I would say fruit beer or something Could like be. that. Or, or a field beer, one of those. I'll look it up. But yeah, okay, so I'm going to start working some of the gas out. Let's give it a quick swirl here. Can probably hear that. This is really fascinating. This beer. Who knew I would love a cucumber beer so much? Yeah, actually, now that I'm like four sips in, I'm tasting some more straw type flavors. Things. It's not funky saison. But it's, you know, rustic flavors. Field beer. Field beer. Field or pumpkin beer. Yeah. Uh, better than any pumpkin beer way ever. Better. <laughs> Best gourd ever. I know. Cucumbers aren't gourds. Mm, they're kind of, they're in the same ballpark. They're melons, sort of, right? Yeah, they're probably closer to a melon. 
Yeah, this is a heck of a beer. Looks like they may have also won in 2014. Let me take a look here again. This is the Electric Cucumber Saison Diet from Trinity Brewing Company. They won the bronze in 2014 for field beer. It says um, on the back of the bottle here, it says there's Britannomyces in here. Interesting. I would not have picked that out. I'm still searching for it. It's not very leathery. No, I think that the so if, if anything, you, the cucumber is hiding it. When you use bread as a primary fermenter and, per, and ferment it quick, it doesn't mm-hmm. give off a ton yeah. of that stuff. So it could be used in that way. So the field beer winner in 2014 for gold was actually another cucumber beer, cucumber crush from Ten Barrel. So interesting. Down with the pumpkins. Uh, well, up with the cucumbers. In 2014, it was just field beer, not field beer and pumpkin. So there mm. might be a pumpkin category in 2014. The silver was three pepper from Rock Bottom. Let's see if there's pumpkin elsewhere on here. Yeah, pumpkin beer was its own category. Boo. And that was uh, Wallovers in 2014. Probably right. I think Wallovers was a decent yeah example. That's a better one. Did you see the tweet we just got? Someone. Asked no. if this beer um, would defeat the third law. Oh, and, yes. And they yes. saw a write up of uh, the yes, breweries on Maple. And the, the, the mention was this is their take on right. or their answer to a pumpkin beer, but it's not really a pumpkin beer. I mean, they have a thing going for them in that we, we definitely uh are fans of the brewery and their I look beers. Back at the, we did it in 173 we both ranked it last in fourth place yeah I, the thing is going against it is that we just generally not we don't like those spice beers and then we did autumn maple brett in 207 or something like that we ranked it better i could see how brett would definitely sort of influence the spice character Wow, I would have never expected to like a cucumber beer so much. Well, now I want to try the um, the other one from Tin Barrel. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I'm li- <laughs> I haven't finished mine yet. What else is on this ba- this bottle? So yeah, this is a heavy bottle. Uh, so they do say. They can't. This is one of those ones they can't call it a beer. They call it a malt beverage brewed with spices and fresh cucumber added. I wonder what the what the law is on it that. Depends on. Well, I don't know. I was going to say it depends on the state, but I mean it's federal label approval, so I'm not sure. You know, maybe when you have um, adjuncts that aren't on the allowed to be in beer list, I think that's might might be it. Hmm. Like there's approved things that are in beer, and if you put something else in it, you have to get kind of a, a variance to be able to put that in the beer. I see. And maybe part of that is calling it a malt beverage when you're labeling it. Because cucumbers aren't a traditional beer ingredient. Well, while I'm finishing up this cucumber beer, let's talk about how you can help us. <laughs> really quite simple very simple it is because you know you want to shop online and you know you have your amazon prime membership burning a hole in your pocket so you just go to craftbeerradio.com slash amazon when you start shopping instead of going to amazon.com and then you don't just shop 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 you don't have to do anything extra it won't cost you anything extra and we just get a percentage of what you spend funneled to us instead of to Amazon and it works really well it helps us support the show we promised we don't pocket this money we use it for I mean we we use it for show purposes that's yeah. what I'm saying we yeah. don't we, it, it's we, not I don't spend it on my drones or anything like that and I'm not buying lattes with it you know it's going to be uh, the, the funds will almost all be spent at GABF this year so <laughs> And um, I don't know how much we're going to have from GABF in terms of 
content, but it's it's a research trip more than anything else. I, I think that that's how we approach these. Uh, Savor too. It's kind of a research trip now because we're not the show that gives you interviews with things, right? We're the show that uh, that reviews beers. But the more flavors we get, the more experience we get, the more stuff we try, the better we are, hopefully, at describing these things. Well, that, that's Greg's intentions. I was actually like, I'm going to actually get some good interviews. This if year. we can but get we'll good try. interviews, yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, I would love to also have, you know, if we can, like, do a show with somebody or something like find some cool people. I mean, that, shows that's with. kind of, uh, I love doing our guest yeah. co-host shows. And if we can swing it, we're going to try to do a couple of those out there where we can get somebody noteworthy to kind of sit in on the show. That's the hope. All right. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Go there when you start your Amazon shopping. Do-do-do-do-do-do. I think we need to save the habanero beer for Probably. last. All right. So this next one, someone sent me this beer. I could not find who sent it, so I apologize. It might have been Gary. It might not have been. Last time Gary sent beer, I wrote his name on all the bottles, so that's why I'm not sure it's him. Mm. Where, where's it from? It's uh, Cascade Brewing, and that is in Oregon, I believe. Yeah, yes. Portland. This is their Sang Royale. It is an American Wild Ale. Guess the alcohol by volume on this sucker. Of uh, so, just asking me to guess is going to make me think it's higher than average. Uh, so, with that, I'll put it at twelve. The color also makes me think it's higher I'll than put average. It at twelve. It's a dark one. Uh, Nine point three five. Uh, okay. You know, traditionally, when I think wild ale, and this this is not necessarily. This doesn't doesn't mean that it's always like this, but I don't know. I'm, I've been kind of. Uh, trained to think of wild ales around seven or eight, so nine is a little bit much, okay. but not over. Uh, the color is well, it's it's kind of a really dark ruby red, so it's yeah. kind of in the thirty-five or so range. This is uh, on the label it says uh, Cascade Brewing's House of Sour, so they have a barrel house, and that's where this is from. Spends over six months of lactic fermentation and aging oak wine barrels. This then it is then Sangreal is from uh, is from select stock that is matured an additional six months in port barrels and refermented on Bing cherries. Holy <laughs> oh crap! Actually, so the label says a little bit different. This Northwest style sour ale is a blend of red ales that were aged in wine and port barrels for up to 20 months on Cabernet Sauvignon grapes. Um, and then, yes, it doesn't, this one doesn't mention cherries. This one mentions Cabernet Sauvignon grapes. Okay. Well, one or the other. Yeah. Either or, um, uh, the description I'm getting is from beer advocate because their site does not have any okay. description. So who knows? But I, I can. I'm not even putting my nose anywhere near it, and I can smell it. <laughs> yeah, you're getting. Oh wow! You're getting a, a roughly Flandersy type smell on this one. You're getting a big malt, caramelly uh, red type malt. You're getting some some tanginess. You are, uh, you know, the it bean smells cheers. a lot more caramelly than a traditional Flanders. It is an American sour. It's not a Flanders mm. red. I'm just starting with a benchmark, yeah, and and walking in from there. So I mean, uh, that's my starting point. I mean, this isn't. It's more like that than yeah. other. Yeah, I would say that the souring quality, at least in, in the aroma, seems to be right. Flanders like. Right. The, you know, you mentioned on the website about Bing cherries. There's certainly like a sour cherry type um, mm. aroma coming off of the nose as well. There's kind of a sweet tanginess. Getting a really interesting kind of 
pie crust vanilla type aroma, maybe with a bit of that meringue mixed in. Okay, so the the other ones were maybe different versions. This is the 2012 okay. version. Uh, so this one is actually 10.12% alcohol. That I'm not sure whether that will work as a floating point number or not. 1.12%. <laughs> I know point one won't work in a floating point. Sorry, I had a bad day at work today. <laughs> Getting some, some rich flavors also, like a, a bit of leathery type aroma coming off of there. I'm not smelling cherries. I'm definitely smelling mm. grapes. Okay. It smells a lot like... Uh, a new Belgium it smells a lot like La Folie or something like that too. It's in that ballpark as well. It doesn't smell as sour to me, but I haven't tasted it yet. It just doesn't. I'm not picking up the same. Last time I had La Folie, it wasn't nearly as sour as I remember. Either yeah. we're getting used to sour. I remember that first time we had La Folie, it was like tearing like skin yeah. off my cheeks, and I remember I think I had it. Oh, I had it at Savor this year, and it was like. Almost like it almost seemed like a baby version of the Lafayette. I remember <laughs> it was still very good, but it, like it wasn't as rough on you. So I don't know if we're more accustomed to drinking sour things than we used to be. I think that's probably the case, probably. right? It's it's one of those situations where uh, your first time is always going to be a lot more of a jolt than your fiftieth time trying a sour beer, and you're like you have a lot more to compare it to. Okay, yeah, the sour has a lot of tanginess to it. Uh, it starts off pretty citrusy. Like, I notice a kind of a lemon tang. Then it kind of goes into grape skins. And then it, it tang gets more lactic as it kind of sits on your tongue. And you're getting something that's more... Uh, how do I want to describe? How do I want to put different words than just saying lactic tang? And, it, and at the end, it gets very <clears throat> minerally, like a, a granite-type flavor right. comes out at the very end. That is pretty, I don't know how exactly to say this, so I'm just going to say the thing that came to mind, even though I don't think it makes sense. This is balanced for a sour beer. Balanced for a sour beer. I I feel like this is... um, I wouldn't call it balanced. I think I know that's why I mean, I'm saying I w- it I would doesn't expect, make sense. I would expect if you were calling it a sour balanced beer, I'd expect it would have a more malty character to kind of take mm-hmm. away some of the edge of the, the tartness. Yeah, that, that's not what I and, mean. And what I'm getting is I'm getting actually two slaps in the face from the tartness. I'm getting something up front that is more like a citrus acid, you know, more citrusy. Mm-hmm. Then I'm getting something in right after that that's more lactic, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a deeper, sharper tart tang and getting both of those and then it goes into the maybe there's something a little bit tobacco-y but I'm just barely and then the kind of granite granite type character that that third sip mm, erased my whole balance thing I, 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 I was thinking that it wasn't it was like sour but not too sour but I mean that bite I don't mean too sour like I don't like it sour but just like I don't. Again, I don't. This know. one is embracing the sour. Yes, and it, like I said, it, it, the thing I find fascinating about it is it's giving you two distinct different kinds of sour. Yeah, absolutely right. And so, I mean, it's all about the sour, and it's about saying, you know, look at the depth of the sour and the progression of the sour. I think I, w- I was tasting more than malt at first, and now okay. the sour is really coming through. So that's, I guess, where I was coming from. Right, you know, and every once in a while, through that tobacco, through that granite, I'm getting something that is Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. You know, where you get kind of that tannins from the yeah, grapes. deep, full tannins with uh, with a lot of a lot of flavor there. A lot of this, uh, a lot of this deep uh, red wine like flavor. That's a heck of a beer. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, this is the Sang Royale from Cascade Brewing. Whoever it was who sent this, Thank and you. I'm sorry, Jeff, 
doesn't remember and I don't remember either. But thank you. I mean, thank you to anyone who says any beer. Yes. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. Some are a little more pleasurable when you're in the moment, though. <laughs> in the moment. It's like, wow, yeah. Cheers to you, sir. And hey, if you want to tell us it was me, we'll mention you next time. I think we should pause again and uh, enjoy the rest of this beer instead of rushing through it. Oh, that's a good idea. That way we don't bore people also. All right, now we've been waiting to do this one for a while. Yeah, this is the one we talked about last week. Where we did the regular oatmeal style from uh, Fremont last week. Well, this is the uh, reserve limited release version, bourbon barrel aged. Did they send this to us? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Fremont. This is bourbon barrel aged Dark Star. Their imperial oatmeal style aged in fifteen year old single use Kentucky bourbon barrels. Fifteen year old. There's not very many bourbons. That they age for fifteen years, um, Pappy. I don't. I think Pappy's twenty. So I mean, it's not Pappy Van Winkle, as far as I know. Well, the question is not necessarily that they do they age the bourbon itself fifteen years, or are these bourbon barrels fifteen years old? Well, I said single use. And oh so, yeah, that's true. So it only had bourbon in it once. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And um, so I'm not sure. I'm not like I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of bourbon one thing i learned by reading lou bryson's book was that because it's fresh oak bourbon time in barrel is not nearly as long as scotch time in barrel because it's fresh oak so a year or two or three five years ten years ten twelve years you're starting to talk about an old bourbon Mm. and like pappy van winkle is one of the oldest bourbons and i think it's 20 years 22 years for that one well, I guess you know if if you're making if you are making a single use bourbon, uh, you got to get rid of the barrel somehow. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. before craft brewers, they all went to Scotland, right? And now craft brewers are snagging them up. But yeah, I'm just saying that a 15 year old bourbon is not your run of the mill bourbon. It, it's one of the Higher price point right. ones. So. so let's get, as they say on their website, down and dirty. Two-row pale, roast barley, crystal 60, chocolate and carafe two malts with flaked oats and magnum willamette and cascade hops. 11% alcohol by volume. They say the availability is extremely limited. This is the 2014 limited release that we have on their label. It says, because beer matters from Seattle, comma, Earth. This is not from Pluto. Not from <laughs> Kepler 54b. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Dark stars. Whatever that Neptune sized planet is, they're calling a Earth sized planet. <laughs> okay. Uh, you would expect a barrel aged oatmeal stout to be black, and it is. Guess what? Black. <laughs> very, very black. <laughs> The head is falling down, just a ring around the edge mm-hmm. of the glass and a little wisp in the middle. Very uh, oaky and barely on the nose. You're getting yeah. kind of... I'm going to take another sniff. It smells... Uh, it smells viscous. It smells viscous. You're getting a bit of a soy character yeah, mixed in with vanilla. And lots of umami coming out of this one. Also, uh, I just smelled kind of a mesquite smoke, like I was getting kind of a barbecue type wood on the nose there too. I think that's just the 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 oak mingling with the alcohol a bit. Oh sure, I I did yeah. I did not expect that there was any mesquite smoke malt right. anywhere near here, but. More so as, like when I say granite, I don't expect yeah. that there's granite in the pier. Well, there could be hard water. Yeah. Boozy. The nose is quite boozy as well. Yeah. I just picked that. It got a big whiff of alcohol went up the nose. And... When we do our traditional sort of uh, ring around the glass. It tilt the glass and turn. It is really like leaving a film yeah. on the glass so you can tell it's viscous. Mm-hmm. Ooh. The oatmeal just adds to that. But really fl- smooth. The flavor's smooth, but there's a lot of... I got a lot more 
nuance to it than just that soy sauce and barbecue and, and just wood. I got things. I've got a really strong vanilla cinnamon roll type mm-hmm. character. You know, kind of. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to take another sip. Oh, and now I'm getting kind of like um, pecan pie, like a caramel, caramel like drizzle on a pecan pie. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you pecan, were pecan pie. Forgive me, James. You were absolutely right on um, pretty much all those descriptors. A lot of caramel notes, some toffee. It's some uh, bitter chocolate notes are in there too. Huh. <laughs> That's really good. Holy crap. <laughs> This is going to be a tough show to rank. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we picked some good beers tonight. First loss in full effect. Oh, we're having a good time. Um, We should probably amend the first law. Because the first law says that the quality of the show uh, increases linearly with the quality of the beer. Directly proportional to the quality of the So, but really it's how much we enjoy the show. Is based on the quality of the beer. Well, it's because when the beers are good, we have more to talk about, and so it's not just how happy we We've are. We've had but... shows with great beers that we haven't had much to talk about, so I don't yeah. know if that necessarily is true or not. Well, then there's the second law: the stronger the beers, the better the sh- better the we think <laughs> right. the show is. <laughs> exactly. So we might be doing like law one and a half, one point. Well, we're doing beers. six beers tonight. We haven't even gotten to our last beer yet. That's going to be a shock to the system. It is going to be a shock to the system, but I, uh, but I mean, full disclosure, I've had it before. I think you've had it before I've too. Had it a few times, yeah. uh, and uh, I really like this beer that we're coming up with next. But right now, the beer we're talking about is the Fremont Dark Star, and uh, it's pretty Bourbon. fantastic. Yeah, bourbon barrel aged. Bourbon barrel aged Dark Star. Oh, that's so good. Every mouthful is, um, it's, it's so much what you want. I mean, it's, it's so like nails. This is, yeah, this is what I want out of a bourbon barrel aged oatmeal stout. Mm -hmm. If I'm asking for a bourbon barrel aged oatmeal stout and I don't get something like this, I'm disappointed. I am not (laughs) disappointed at all. Uh, It's just, oh, that, the pecan pie type character Mm -hmm. is so good. And I'm getting pulled toff or pulled caramel. On top of that, man. <laughs> Cucumber Saison. <laughs> Expressive Sour. This beer. Uh, the lime goes. A couple gozes that, that had interesting qualities to them, for sure. <laughs> blue Moon, man. It's the Blue Moon. It's the Blue Moon. All right. I'm not sure I'm going to have anything new to say about this beer, and I don't want to rush it, so I think mm-hmm. we're going to hit the pause button again. We may. This may be a new sort of uh, trick. It might be. And if we get really good at it, we'll stop announcing it and just do it. Uh, so here's the... Are you? Have you stopped already? No. Okay, here's the question, though. Uh, sometimes we do sort of go off on tangents when, when, when we're sort of enjoying a beer, and I'm wondering whether there's... Uh, a joy to that, just the fact that we go off on tangents for a little bit and not not dwell on them so much, but go off on tangents for a few minutes and jump back. There might be. There we might could be. have a tangent about talking about tangents. Well, that's exactly what this is right now, so... <laughs> I'm being meta about it, yeah. yes. All right. So I won't hit the pause we are, button. We are hitting a, we're shining a lantern on exactly what we're doing. <laughs> so... Trefbeerradio.com slash Amazon. If you are if you're bored, go shop while we're working on the end of this beer. Uh I would say this uh to to listeners, to people who are interested in this this kind of stuff, listen to our pre and post show. Uh we talk about I mean, I I love lots of science stuff, but I also love story structure. Talk about that all the time. Talk about TV shows and stuff that we love. Talk about stuff that's going on in our lives. We had a really good talk about Mr. Robot in the yeah. pre show. If you haven't watched Mr. Robot on EM or on USA, you should watch it. Believe it or not, a show in USA is really good. And um, you shouldn't listen to the pre-show until you watch episode six of Mr. Robot. <laughs> we spoil, 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 spoil. We spoil. 
I guess you could skip like you know ten minutes in, and we should you should be fine. This three months very very good. I feel kind of guilty for uh, sort of going through it more quickly than usual, but um, oh, that's wonderful. That is our uh, our curse, if you will. But oh man, we have keep to keep the show moving. Yeah. I mean, like I said, exactly what you want when you hear, oh, a, a bourbon barrel-aged uh, stout. You know, I don't want too much bourbon in my bourbon barrel-aged stout. I want there to be hints of it. There are, it, it's not overpowering me with, it's, it, it's not a bourbon. Doesn't this feel like beer. a beer from the brewery? Oh, that's an interesting question. Because, I mean, they have a character. They have this bold dark beer barrel right. age character and as i'm drinking this I, I don't want to take away from the distinctness of fremont but for people who can't get fremont you know saying that it feels like a brewery beer i think kind of gives them kind of an idea of where it's at i i don't know whether i would say it feel i would say it's it's on the same kind of class right it's on the same this level of distinction. I mean, some it, of the it, awesome, some of the more, some of the like best Black Tuesday beers. Like, yeah, but this one like yeah. has more interesting nuance than I would say even Black Tuesday has. I don't know if I would agree with you okay. there. I think it. it if, I don't know. If I I'm not say saying that, that that Black Tuesday is necessarily better. I'm just saying that they're probably equal about yeah. it in terms of of their interesting. I mean, what's in front of you is obviously going to be more readily right. in your mind. I, I think that they both have their. What I'm saying is that that this beer and the best brewery beers are on the same level. Yeah. If, if and this else. one has such depth and nuance, you can really explore. These are. This is. Uh, I have no com- no problem with saying this. This is a world class beer. This is a fantastic beer. Yeah, it, it's one of the best of the year. Mm-hmm. A wow beer. What if we you- would well, I mean, what we used to call wow beers were the beers that uh, that we hadn't. Well, I mean that we were like blown away by mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to blow us away, and I don't know that this beer is blowing us away, but this beer is doing exactly what right. it's supposed to do, and that is kind of wow in itself because so many beers get close, but we have, but we have something to pick at right there's nothing to pick at here. nothing nothing can't pick out a thing it's exactly what I wanted out of this beer and right. it Bam, right there. That's enough stalling. Either finish that beer or I'm going to hit the pause button. All right. All right. So we're going to... Fortunately, what we do do is we... I said do-do. What we do do is we um, <laughs> we cap these beers so that we have more yes. to try later. So yes. The big bottles, we use our yeah. Xylus stoppers. Long-time listeners know about these. I'll do another commercial while you're rinsing your glass there. On our Amazon website, you if you go to craftbeerradio.com, you'll see a big link for the Amazon store. And it has items that we really like. We have the Spiegel glasses, and we have bottle stoppers for bombers and things like that. And we did an extensive test, probably about two or three years ago, of all the different stoppers mm-hmm. I could find on Amazon. And the Xylus are the best. And we first got these from listener JD yeah. in the D.C. area. And uh, they're great. The only time they don't work is if you have a really thick bottle with a narrow neck. And for and those? We use the Joey. Joey's. And you'll find them both linked on our store. All right. So the, the last beer of the night is the, this is a beer I purchased. This is from Ballast Point. The Habanero Sculpin. It's their Sculpin IPA with habaneros added. Uh, it's, it's kind of a radical change in course, uh, but... It should be big enough to yeah. burn through our taste buds. Um, yeah, so Ballast Point makes three kinds of Sculpin. They make regular Sculpin. And I remember the first time that we had the opportunity to try that on the show, it knocked our socks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for me personally, if I have regular Sculpin today, it's a good beer, but it's not transcendent. Yeah, um, But well, they make two other versions. But as we've mentioned before... Just like La Folie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. transcendence doesn't last. Right, long. right. First time I had Sculpin, it was transcendent. And if I have a regular Sculpin today, it's, I love it. It's still very good, but it, it doesn't, angels don't sing. Right. Um, but they make two other versions. They make a grapefruit Sculpin and a habanero Sculpin. 
and the angels are, are definitely in the room when you're, <laughs> you're when you start drinking these beers. They're pretty good. I you know I picked this up. Uh, I, I saw it and I was like, okay, I gotta try that. Uh, this was a six pack that cost me twenty bucks. I'm more than happy with my purchase, mm-hmm. and I had four of them and let and kept two of them for the show. More than happy with my purchase. Yeah, I don't want to pre-review this too much, so let's get into right. the beer because I've I've had this a lot too. Yeah. I know what I'm going to get here, yeah. but let's let's actually drink it and talk about it. So we're talking about around twelve SRMs. It's a golden <sighs> color, very clear. Mine's a little more cloudy, so it's a bit bottle conditioned or something. Yeah. You smell the nose, and you can smell the peppers in there. Yes. There's this pepper skin, you know, like a habanero, right? Like, before you get into the heat, there's a certain smell from, like, the, the skin portion of it. Like, even if you, like, uh, start roasting them, you get yeah. that kind of smell. Habaneros are among these, uh, I think, these really special peppers. I think another one that is special in the, in, in a similar way, although it's a very different pepper, is poblano. It's not... That poblano is not nearly as spicy as habanero, but it has a big fruity mm-hmm. uh, and interesting quality to it. Habaneros <laughs> have a wonderful fruity flavor underneath all that capsaicin. You have to kind of get through it to find that fruity right. flavor. But if you can manage to do that, there's this amazing flavor that yeah, comes from That's a great habaneros. pepper. I yeah. mean, I'm with you. You know, I've had other peppers, you know, like... Uh, biker jalapenos right where it's just heat and there's yeah. really not too much redeeming value where habaneros are even hotter but they have a great redeeming value to it if you can get through the heat so it the let's see the um the aroma it's reminding me kind of a, of a roasted pepper skin you know um and then maybe like a little like some of the times the seeds come across a little bit nutty like maybe like a toasted pine nut or something like that so yeah, I'm getting like those two, yeah, those, yeah, those I can two see things that. Uh, coming off of this beer. This beer is at seven percent. This is seventy IBUs, so they're they're definitely piling on the hops mm-hmm. in this sucker. I'm smelling a little bit of uh, tangerine grapefruit coming through behind the pepper. It's really I was like really sniffing delicately, trying to smell the hops. And I got a little bit of tangerine grapefruit, and then I also smells a bit of kind of a, a bread crust and a caramel type aroma. There's also a little bit of a little bit of pineapple there, at least you know. So I'm, I'm tasting this like I remember the days when we started and chili beers were like people were like chili beers. K freak, no, yeah. No one can make a good chili beer. <laughs> Look at how far we've progressed. Yes. Um, when are they going to figure that out about pumpkins? That's what I Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. The heat is there. It's distinctive, but it's not overpowering. Uh, it adds a considerable kind of bonus to the flavors that you're getting without, like I said, without becoming a... Uh, well, if you're at least used to some heat, I You have say. to be used to heat. Yeah. I mean... I when I describe this beer to people, I call it significantly hot. Yeah. You know, it's not. I don't find it challenging hot, but I think some people, especially people that don't have any tolerance right. to heat, yeah, that's true. This is going to cause them to cough. This is going to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, if this if if, if you are somebody who loves hot stuff, this will feel mild to you. Like if you just, I'm saying, if you love like super hot sauce, this is kind of almost like a mild version. Well, it's not. It's not going to be challenging, but it's also potent enough that you, I think. But you, you feel appreciate it. It. Yeah, you, you appreciate like right it. now, I have kind of this scratchy burn in the back of my yeah. throat, and the, it's an, it's the, it's the things that's setting off those mm-hmm. endorphins, endorphins yeah. right? So I'm getting the secondary kind of enjoyment of this yeah. beer because it's setting off my hot pepper endorphins. This beer quite literally gets you high in a different way than other beers do because endorphins get you high. Right. Uh, th- this beer stimulates the pleasure zones. <laughs> I'm also salivating yeah. more because mm-hmm. my body's like, oh, it's hot pepper time. Okay, let's go. Yeah. It's, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. It is. It's just, I mean, I 
this is such a well done implementation. You get that habanero flavor. You get the spiciness without without the spiciness. I feel at least, and I'm a guy who I used to like hot stuff, and I really started to to limit my hot stuff lately. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. into super hot stuff anymore. Not nearly like what you are. This is kind of perfect for me because to me it, it it's there. You can taste it. It's still sort of lingering a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not burning. It's just a tingle. It's a tingle that reminds me that it's there. It's great. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's it's wonderful, and you know, it's one of the. Uh, you would think with the lineup we had tonight, that's the pedestrian beer, but it, it kind of stands up. It, it's right up there with it. Yeah, and I think now it's ranking time. And gosh darn, hard luck losers <laughs> across the board here. What the hell are we going to do? Wow. Okay i I have an idea what my what my last beer is. I don't. Really well. Oh my god! They were all awesome. Everyone was awesome. I, I mean, so I know which one I like least less yeah. than the other ones. I'm gonna have to put the Mobcraft in last place. Right. It was more jumbled. It, it didn't quite tell its story as clearly as all the other beers. It was still a good beer, but it's in last place. And then after that, I don't know. Uh, I'll do the real ale in next place. I really liked it. I thought it was a heck of a drinker, but, you know, it's a summer... It can't, like, we mentioned Mojito a couple times. It kind of came across as this, like, summertime cocktail thing. It was good. I really liked it. But it just goes to show the Hard Luck Loser show. All yeah. the other beers are really good. It's a blue moon show. I mean... It is a blue moon show. <laughs> And then, jeez, uh, it's a virtual tie from there. But let's see. Um, cucumbers or habaneros? Cucumbers or habaneros? I almost want to like penalize the ballast point because it's more available to me and I've had it more, but I don't want to. I want to be fair. Oh, damn. It, this is such. Uh, I I'm still. I, I've got no idea because the cucumbers were so novel, right, and so saturated. And like you say, you never had that flavor before, and yeah. you loved it. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put the ballast point uh, fourth place. The cucumber in third place. The Cascade Sangrael in second we say place. say the cucumber was from Trinity. Trinity. And the Dark Star from Fremont in first place. I and see. the reason I did that was, I mean, all, all those beers, the top four beers, and even that fifth beer was right right there. But the, uh, the we talked about how the Dark Star from Fremont was like everything we were looking for. I can't imagine a better stout oatmeal style done in barrels it was everything i wanted it gave me that cinnamon roll gave me that pecan pie gave me that pulled caramel it was awesome the cascade brewing sour um kind of flandersy type thing it gave me two different types of sour before it went into the tobacco granite thing it was a story it was a ride it was delicious it was it, it's not your training wheel sour beer it's a big sour beer so be ready for that mm-hmm. And then the cucumber beer. The cucumber flavor was so saturated. You should mention the beer name. You shouldn't just say okay, the, the cucumber I'm beer. Sorry, the electric cucumber from Trinity. Yeah. If the cucumber was less saturated and more cucumber water-like, I would have put it behind the ballast point. But because it was so saturated, and I mentioned how I wanted an ice cream like that, yeah. that, that saturated flavor was what was so noteworthy that put it in front of the habanero sculpin. Habanero Sculpin, delicious. Had it a bunch. We're lucky that we can get it fairly regularly around here. It's expensive, but it's worth it. It's delicious beer. And then I just want to say this real goes. It was just outside the 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 shadow cast by these other beers. And I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, I think that the important thing, you know, uh, we've mentioned this on, on several other shows. This is one of those shows where there really are no losers. There's just beers that are just slightly less behind awesome. the... Pe- yeah, slightly less slightly less awesome. <laughs> so in terms of the slightly less awesome beers, uh, number six, the, the Mobcraft, I sort of agree with you that um, the 
the it didn't quite come together as well as some of the other stuff did. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I, mean, I liked it a lot. Or it probably I don't even think it came together quite as well as what we've seen from Mobcraft. Right, yeah. We've seen amazing stuff come from Mobcraft. This is just pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty good is, is normally, I mean, <laughs> normally uh, well, more, than, more than good enough to be you know, second, third, if not first place. Uh, in, in this show, uh, very hard competition. Number five, I'm also going to put the real L uh, in, in there. I, I kind of went in here thinking, I'm going to, these gozos are going to be on top. But then the other beers were just spectacular, mm-hmm. spectacular, spectacular. So um, I just I, I kind of had to put the Gozas last. They they kind of, uh, it, it, if anything, it was just that the other beers were these giant bright stars, and the and the Gozas were kind of these these red dwarfs. Great beers in in and of themselves, but um, you're such a nerd. Yes, I am such a nerd, and the, these things were, you know, the, the, these were moons around giant, around big planets, or, or or small stars rotating around big ones. Um, still very bright, still still very awesome, but uh, these other mm-hmm. ones were okay. So we get past the um, not quite amazing beers into the amazing beers. Not quite, I should say, not quite amazing, but awesome beers into the amazing and awesome beers. Number four, the Cascade Sangoral. I like it a lot. I don't know how you couldn't like it a lot, uh, particularly if you like sour beers. But there was a distinctiveness that was lacking, I suppose I should say. It, it sort of felt... Like it was an awesome sour beer that didn't also give me some extra oof in some direction. Intangible, yeah. Th- there was an intangible that was. I, it was an awesome sour beer that, did, that that didn't have the same sort of in- level of intangibles that the other three had. Number three, I'm going to put the electric cucumber. That was fantastic. The the cucumber flavor is amazing. What they were able to make out of this beer is fan is just spectacular. I loved it. I want more of it. I don't have any more of it. I'm upset that I don't have any more of it, and I can't get any more of it. But that's the way it goes. Number two, this ballast point. This habanero sculpin is a wonderful thing. Uh, I am just... I'm kind of flabbergasted by how well they they put the habanero, how well it matches exactly what I want out of a chili beer. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the, the, the perfect amount of heat for, for what I want. Just the, the you know, precisely... <laughs> It feels like it's like measured precisely to what I, to what it's I want. It's all about the heat, but yeah. the base beer, which it's is great. an IPA, you get you get glimpses of it mm-hmm. while you're drinking the hot thing, and it just there's no nothing's out of tune. It yeah. just works. If you, I mean, if if you're like if you're still a skeptic about chili beers, which I, I think some people probably are, try this one. You you will probably be surprised at how well integrated this whole thing is. <clears throat> But I gotta give like you number one to the Fremont. I mean, that was just that was a bullseye. That was mm-hmm. th- I mean, a bullseye. F- <laughs> we, there there were a lot of of obstacles in the way. You could overdo it on the bourbon barrel. You could overdo it on you know your malts. I mean, it feels like it was a bullseye thrown from <laughs> from f- three hundred feet away, and they nailed it. Nail it. Next level bonkers. Yeah, just I have absolutely zero complaints about Fremont. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, rankings were fairly similar. We kind of just changed the cucumber beer around a bit. Yeah, and the, I guess the Cascade, but uh. What a hell of a show! No, Cascade. Cucumber was third for both of us. It was okay, just it was Cascade. It was the the ballast point and the Cascade. Okay. 
Um, what yeah. a hell of a show. Sometimes you just pick magic out of the fridge. It was funny. I told Greg at the beginning of the show, we're looking at the fridge. It's quite full right now yeah. with, with things that I brought back from Virginia, with what Greg bought for the... We, we bought some beers for the Joey Hers show, which didn't work mm-hmm. out. So we have extra ones there. Fridge is quite full. There's and also beers that the listeners have sent to us. Listeners to us and, and our regular and deliveries. Course, yeah. So like, I felt kind of paralyzed looking in the fridge like what am i going to pick for this show you picked a damn good show (laughs) thank you thank you thank you everyone for listening to craft beer radio so i think we should definitely end with from a blue moon to my blue heaven thank you everyone for listening to craft beer radio really appreciate you tuning in every week and listening to us blabber about beer uh Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, Twitter's probably the best way. I am at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. We have at Craft Beer Radio for the both of us. And emails beer at craftbeerradio.com. We don't pay much attention to our Facebook or Google+. Apologies for those Facebook users out there. Um, We check it occasionally. And... uh, Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you again next time.